Hello and welcome to the Atomic Kingdom Podcast, Geek Out Edition. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight is Tomas. Hello. And also joining us is pal number one and pal number two, Johnny from the Just Two Pals Podcast. It's me. He he gets both one and two. Double billing. Sure does. Well, I'll I'll take it. And Uh, I deserve it. Pal number two could be the kitties. Ooh. Oh, say hi, Admiral. Yo. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a weird voice. That's a weird voice for a female cat. I know, That's right? a mannish kitten voice. Yeah, no kidding. Strange. All right. Uh, there's quite a few things to go over, so we'll dig in pretty quickly here, and hopefully we can get through it all in Let's dig. 60 minutes or less, or more. Well, you know, whatever. Well, Dave, what do you say we just cut to the quick and just dig right into it? Let's just do it. Sure. No better place to start than DCTV. Yeah. The, no better place. The Arrowverse, as it's referred to as uh, now, I guess, and forever. Mm-hmm. So, Supergirl Legends Tomorrow debuted this week with their season premieres. And then we had t- uh, the second episode from Flash and Arrow. Second episode of Flash was uh, awesomely titled Paradox. So, episode one mm. and two is Flashpoint Paradox. Flashpoint Paradox. Well done, people. Well done. But Supergirl premiered on the CW. It was its first go-round on the CW, moving from the C- the CBS network. And I loved it. It was pretty fantastic. I can't think of anything I'm, I was really upset about. I'm completely with you. Um, I, I I tweeted out, because I'm, a, because I'm an asshole, but I tweeted out to <laughs> Zack Snyder. I told him... Uh, I said Supergirl got Superman right in one episode. Wait, Superman Supergirl got Superman more right in one episode than you did in two movies. Right, 42 minutes it took Supergirl. Yep. Yep, and he wasn't even in the whole 42 minutes and right. he was amazing. Right. This is the best version of Superman I think I've ever seen. Right, the actors nailing it with Clark and with Superman, I think. And I think the relationship between the two was a lot of fun. I liked the little moment when the people walked up on them after they saved, uh, well, I don't remember what they say, a little spaceship, and the people walked mm-hmm. up to him and he said, I usually shake their hands, and she's like, I do the same thing. That was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gonna I be love honest. when he gave a wink at that family. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be honest, I fell off last season, so I still have a lot of catching up to do, so I didn't want to ruin going into second season. So I'm going to catch up and then catch this. But I've, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, way better than Arrow. Let's just put that out there. You're such a hater. Well, we'll get into it because Arrow sucked mm-hmm. this week. So, uh, Supergirl, you're going to say that every week. I didn't last week. I said it had promise. I didn't say yeah. it sucked at all. Well, yeah, he was def- he was definitely sucking that Arrow dick last week. Yeah, mm. go back and listen. Go back to the tape and listen to me praise Arrow for the first episode. But Supergirl, back to that. Superman made his debut, and it was pretty great. I liked how Cat Grant kind of was fawning over him. A little crush there was pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Wynn had a little bit of a crush, which was cool. And Wynn, uh, I think they did a great job establishing him right away as a better character than he was all of last season. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And getting a job in the DEO right away, which made just complete sense within five minutes of him being down there. It just fit perfectly. So that's pretty cool. But news I have going on in the future of the Supergirl series, which is disturbing to me quite a bit, actually, but... Uh, if you saw the first episode, you saw that she broke things off with Jimmy, which I'm okay with. 
Not totally. Really, not really shipping that or much of anything to begin with, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but they announced this week with a picture that James Olsen will become Guardian. DC character Guardian. So James, mm, James, weird. Olsen, James Olsen is not just a mild-mannered photographer. He is also going to be a hero, which I think is a huge mistake. Because mm. the human element with these heroes is needed. And to make them hero, make them all heroes is a mistake. So you've got Guardian. Diggle became a hero. Now there's talk of Felicity becoming a hero. And then on Flash, of course, you're going to have Cisco eventually become Vibe. I think that's 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 been written, oh, yeah. written on the wall for a while. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, there's the Killer Frost notions that we may or may not see on uh, with, with Caitlin. So we don't know for sure there. But he is surrounded by not so mild mannered people on flash, which right now, I guess it's, it's just the West family is his human element. And that's okay because Iris is part of that. And it's a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. And then Wally right now is also a a big part of it. And I liked their dynamic this past week too. I thought it was pretty funny. The two of them, Mm -hmm. but uh, on Supergirl to make Jimmy or James, I'm sorry, excuse me, James Olsen, uh, a hero. I don't know. I'll give it a chance. I'm just not that into it. But here's Andrew Kreisberg, executive producer on Supergirl. Here's what he had to say about it. These next few episodes are going to episodes are going to make James realize that becoming a photographer is not enough for him. So he's going to go on a pretty exciting career trajectory that we're really pumped by. James is going to decide that he can no longer sit back and be a sidekick. So he's going to decide to become a vigilante. He's going to become guardian, complete with the shield, which is going to cause a massive problem in his relationship with Kara because. Uh, or Kira, if you're Cat Grant, because he <laughs> has decided not to tell her. Now there's this new masked vigilante, and she has her own feelings about vigilantes, and it becomes a push and pull about who gets to decide who gets to be a hero. And not only is he keeping this a secret from her, but Wynn is kind of his sidekick, and he's keeping that from her as well. I guess probably in the same way that he's her sidekick, you know, helping out from behind the scenes. So... Uh, should be maybe interesting. I don't know. Uh, where do you guys fall on this? On Jimmy Olsen becoming Guardian on Supergirl? Well, I'm so far behind, but at the same time, what I did watch was Jimmy Olsen was purposely separated from the Superman side to be moved over to the Supergirl side just for the show. And I guess they're going to take the liberty and make him now the Guardian. So you, it's not even Jimmy Olsen anymore. You know, because Jimmy Olsen's always Superman sidekick. So you've already removed that by moving him over to the Supergirl side of things. Mm-hmm. So so now, I, don't, I guess it's not... Well, I, I think mean, that that was you've, enough. You've already, I think that that was already, enough. To, to, okay, you've established he's his own character, and that's that's awesome. He moved to National City well, to, to be away from being just, just Superman's little buddy. Right, but, but that's not ever the Jimmy Olsen character. So now they're just taking another he's, liberty he's, with it. So, I mean, it before. is what it is. He's done that before. He's gone away from Superman because he got tired of being tied to him. Yeah, he's he's kind of that joke character, though, in the comics. Right. Where, where for, like, a, you know, just a story or just one issue, he's got weird powers. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But he's definitely never been like a mainstay hero. He's never really taken up a mantle. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, and, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't mind him being a strong character. I just don't think he needs to be a hero character, like no, a, like, a, like a like a costumed character. I should say he could be strong in a different way, and 
he's already have established himself as, you know, he's, he's not just a photographer. He's like the leading graphics person over at Catco. And, you know, he's not just taking pictures. In fact, he's never taking pictures, by the way. Um, I, I thought that was a little <laughs> weird when he's supposed to be taking uh-huh. pictures. Probably totally taking pictures in that episode, but he didn't. Anyway, I don't know. I don't really know what his job is anymore. So, uh, but I got to say, aside from, aside from the comics and, uh, my favorite Jimmy Olsen was always the Christopher Reeve movies version of the Jimmy Olsen. Cause that was the, in my mind, that was the Jimmy Olsen from the comics translated to how I saw him. It was mm-hmm. a, a geeky kid taking pictures, uh, friends with Clark. You know, he's just, he's dumb to the fact that Clark could be Superman. No, 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 no way. So well, yeah, that, they established right away that he knows Clark is Superman in the first episode. Right. And, right. and, I like that they're best friends. They had a little secret handshake going on. That was pretty fun. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But I don't know. I don't know. What, what about you, Johnny? How do you feel about it? I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm, I, there are times when I like this Jimmy Olsen and times when I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wish they had just created a new character. You know what I mean? Like sure. bring Jimmy Olsen in for the first or, first or second episode of the season to kind of get Supergirl on her feet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um you know, almost encouraging her in that direction. And, and then McCad Brooks be a different character altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know it, if it turns out to be great, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, Supergirl, Supergirl hasn't really gone this Avenue where they, where they introduce a new hero alongside the, you know, the like main a, character. Like a mainstay. Like, cause she's teamed up with Flash for an episode, but that was a one episode deal. And now, mm-hmm. This is somebody in her city that's going to be around, presumably, for the whole season. Yeah. I mean, Flash introduces new heroes and metas all the time. Um, but it works on that show because the the writers always find a way to incorporate it into the story in which we're comfortable with it. And they typically leave. Yeah. Um, you know, Vibe was, Vibe was obvious from the beginning because it was Cisco Ramon. And Killer Frost was obvious from the beginning because it was Caitlin Snow. Mm-hmm. Um but Jimmy, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. I could take or leave this Jimmy Olsen. Let me say that. <laughs> maybe, maybe this will help. Maybe this will make it a better, stronger character. Who knows? What's maybe I'll one? care about him more. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely don't. I definitely don't care about him right now. And I really, and don't. I want to. Right, right. I do too. And I really don't care about his relationship with her in that them being oh. together as a couple. And I'm, I'm act- really glad they they ended that right. in this first episode. I'm which, really glad they said we're not going down this route. Which it wasn't really. I mean, it wasn't really much of a relationship. It was the one episode last season where they kind of admitted their feelings for each other, and then it was carrying over to this season, and she ended it right away. So it's like, mm-hmm. so now they're just, of course, they're just teasing at it. So here we go. We're gonna play the the wheel of remote relationships now um, between <laughs> between the two of them. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just, I, uh, I really don't I, want I'm this. Glad- kid- I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, Dave. No, go ahead. It's your show, buddy. You do you. You do you, you, do you boo. I just don't want this show to be all about her love love triangles. And, you know, of course she'll need, she doesn't need, but she'll have relationships. That's obvious. But I don't want that to be the main focus of her character and her story. Agreed. Agreed. I'm glad that they, they did away with that relationship almost right away. Um, hopefully Jimmy Olsen is good as guardian. Um, the outfit looks great. I mean, it's the wrong color, right? It's supposed to be gold. But the, <laughs> yeah, golden, like bluish. And, um, we'll see. I, I haven't seen it. What color is it? Silver. All or white. Gray, oh. Grayish white. Yeah. 
oh, whitish, silver, grayish. I'll say this though: it's not leather, <laughs> like the CW. It's definitely loves not leather, <laughs> like CW loves to do. And they nailed the shield. Yeah, the shield looks great. Again, the shield's the wrong color, but <laughs> and, and I don't understand. I'll, I'll never really understand why, you know, what why why they de- why they can nail the look, but not you know, but but this like one little thing that you think would be obvious to do, they don't do it. Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'll send this. I'll try to send this through the chat window here, Tom, so you can take a look at it. Uh, if I can find where I saved it, uh, there it is be coming through the chat window and you can see it <clears throat> um so yeah jimmy olsen uh, the helmet definitely looks way better than diggle oh yeah yeah diggle's helmet was terrible as the spartan and they did diggle in a great way like even though his yeah. helmet was dumb um right. right that was them creating a character and transitioning him into the into the you know their own version of a vigilante on the show and it worked. It totally worked, even though, you know, he kind of walked away from it and he, he almost grudgingly embraced it. Um, right, right. I kind of liked him better. You know, fighting alongside Oliver is great, but I, 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 I don't know. I have a tough time with Diggle because I love Diggle. Mm-hmm. And I just, I guess maybe I want to see more from him than just being re- relegated as Spartan. I thought it was just stupid. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And maybe I'm still hoping against hope. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about some repercussions that affected Arrow from the Flashpoint stuff, which I thought was pretty fantastic that they addressed on the Flash. Uh, you know what? Let's do it now. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey well, let's let's just get into it. Let's we'll finish up the. Oh wait, the Supergirl wait, chat. Do, do we want to rate the Supergirl episode? Oh, you know what? We should we should also compliment the Luther situation. They've they've addressed Lex Luther pretty awesomely on that show. Oh yeah, he's yeah. In, he's sitting in jail. Superman's caught him. He's he's busted. So now his sister is taken over. You'll remember the actress that plays his sister as the woman who is the personal assistant to uh, what's 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 her name uh, on Jurassic World, the main character who's touring around the little kids. Oh, <laughs> oh she she oh, gets picked up. English, she gets picked she up by the terrorist girl that got swallowed by the uh, Mosasaurus. Uh, Mosasaurus, yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, she gets picked up by the pterodactyl and. In a, a move of brilliance on my part, there's there's a moment where she says she hates flying in the episode, and she's in a helicopter, and so I tweeted out, she should hate flying, and there's a little gif of her being dropped into the Mosasaurus pit by the pterodactyl. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that blew up pretty didn't, good on Twitter. Didn't you guys interview her? No, no, no. We interviewed the Mosasaurus trainer, Courtney James Clark. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But she'll be playing her, and she can't figure can't figure her out yet. She could be a villain. She could be a good guy, too. It's kind of interesting because she's kind of trying to rebrand the Luther image to Elcor, yeah. instead of Lexcor. She's she's adopted, so she yep. doesn't have that like Luther lineage, so to speak, in her. So who knows? I mean, who knows? She seems legit right now. It could all be a bluff, right? Right. But I would kind of like it if she wasn't. I I would. I I don't need another. I don't need another. Uh, what's his name? Max. Max. Uh, Mercury. No. What's his name? <laughs> Maxwell Max Lord. Landis. Yeah, Maxwell Lord. Lord. And they better yeah. bring him back cuz he's not dead or Oh, anything. he was great. Yeah. He was great in the first season. Right, right. I, you know, I got to say this is probably my favorite episode of Supergirl ever. It was a good like, jump start. You know, I thought it was better than anything in the first season. Yeah. Even better than the Martian Manhunter. They did their uh they did their their finish introducing the characters cuz uh there was a guy named Corbin running around the city blowing stuff up. 
and uh, they transitioned him nicely, and we'll see him next week as Metallo. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's taking that was interesting. Yeah, this woman knew. There was also a intergang name drop, which was pretty cool for you DC hardcore fans. No, mm-hmm. I missed that. So he's worked with intergang. They said uh, Corbin. I think they were talking about Corbin when they were running down his his criminal dossier, as it were. All right. So, uh, yeah, flat a uh, Supergirl. I give it an A. I was thoroughly entertained. I give it the best episode so far. That's a good rating. <laughs> All right, uh, Flash would be the continuing saga of the Flashpoint storyline, where they kind of pick up the pieces, and Flash has to deal with everything that's been changed from what he did, and it's considerable what he's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, Cisco's brother is dead. He died in a, a drunk driver car accident. And uh, Joe and Iris don't talk because of the whole mom issue. They didn't resolve that in this world as they did in the other world. Yeah, she never got over it. Yeah, which I guess is understandable. Um, what else am I missing? <laughs> Wally is still in school for engineering, so that's, that's okay. We did cover that pretty quickly. Uh, Iris and, and Barry did not have that little chat before the, after they had that battle with Zoom. So she has no idea what he's talking about when he brings it up, and they bring up the topic of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Kay- uh, Caitlin seems unchanged um, until the, well, until the very end of the episode. We'll get there. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so Cisco bl- Cisco's relationship with Barry is completely destroyed in this episode because he blames Barry for not going back to try to fix it, and then when he finds out that Barry went back in time to save his family, but he wouldn't save Cisco's. That just, you know, implodes even further in Barry's face. Um, he, Cisco still can't handle the fact that his brother's gone. He's going to these mourning meetings, uh, these grieving meetings, and trying to get over it. Uh, all while Barry's trying to force everybody to get along, which was a nice touch. And trying, he's conflicted about telling them all the truth of what he did. He, actually, the episode starts with him going to Star City and talking to Felicity about it all. In a pretty cool little moment where he's running... Talking too fast for her. Um, Flash. I did like I did like that opening for the episode. Flash, yeah, that was cool. Flash seems to nail the Felicity character better than Arrow does. <laughs> she she hasn't been as good as she used to be, and and whenever she's on Flash and they're writing for her, they nail it. I don't. You got a tweet at CW. <laughs> the Flash got Felicity right in one episode, <laughs> and you can get her right in two seasons. Right, in less, less than fifteen minutes. <laughs> of screen time but basically he goes over there to kind of talk to her about what's going on because he can't talk to anybody else right now and she asks him what's what's changed you know is this place different and he said no it's the same and he goes on the computer and he's looking online and then he says who's this you know diggle has a kid and she's like oh yeah diggle's always had a kid but where's sarah it was a little girl and this is a little boy named john little john little john yeah which I believe we've met in the future. Yeah, on Legends of Tomorrow, he's the he's uh, the future mm-hmm. Green, Arrow. Um, Green oh. Arrow. So well played there, well played by the way. Interesting, interesting little bit because I mean we we were just assumed well he had another kid that's all that was, and now we get this twist so that's kind of fun. Um, but yes, so Flash, <laughs> what he's dealing with also his new coworker played by 
the Harry Potter Malfoy? Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. Yeah, uh, I I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I like him in the scenes. Like I, I <laughs> I'm I'm at a Barry in those scenes. Like get along with this guy. He's just trying to do his job. It was so funny. I didn't know. I I I, I was sitting there watching it. And I'm like, I know this dude. I know this dude. And my daughter walks in. Hadn't watched a minute. She's like, oh, Malfoy. I'm like, oh, my God, that's him. Oh, you're right. Tom, do you listen when we do these shows? Because we, we, we announced that. I knew he was already cast, <laughs> but at the same time. He just couldn't I'm, place right, the, right. the character Thank or the, the actor when he saw Thank his face. Yeah. Gotcha. Took him a minute. Uh, I get it. Uh, so do you think he is going to actually be one of the bad guys of the season? Or is he actually already one of the bad guys? I think he's just a dick. I didn't think he was that bad of a guy. So, okay. So here, so a couple things that that I thought here. It does seem too obvious, but at the same time, it was very obvious that Harrison Wells was the reverse Flash. So obvious, in fact, that for a long time, people said, there's no way he's the reverse Flash. It's too obvious. And then he turned out to be the reverse Flash. Right. Um, So I could totally see him being one of the villains. Also, and this is totally minor and could not play into it at all. But his last name is um, Albert, and that is one of the names – that is the first name of uh, Dr. Alchemy in the comics. His first name right. is Albert. There was Albert, and he had a – I think it was his brother, um, Al, Al, Almond something. Al, Alberto, maybe. Yeah, my, um, my guessing or my, my feeling was throughout it that, yeah, it was way too obvious. And then I thought, well, he could also still be alchemy this whole time or eventually become alchemy. But they've kind of done the brother reversal role with Weather Wizard before already mm-hmm. where they kind of showed you, oh, look, there's Weather Wizard in the pilot. But no, nope, he's got a brother. So we got a backup plan. That's our favorite actor, Chad Rook, it who sure played is. Sure Clyde, yes. Clyde Martin. And we're, we're hoping against hope that Earth 2 version someday shows up. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, get the brothers. That'd be great if they merged and then uh, Mark and Clyde could meet again. Yeah, right? Like on his Earth, you know, Mark died. It was Mark who died, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah that'd it. be I like totally it. cool. I like it. We should write it. We should send it over. We already did. We just we just made $1,000 for that <laughs> idea. That's it? Mm. Pretty cheap. Each. Sorry, oh, each. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, we don't have to split it. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, also speaking of alchemy, he's speaking to the rival on this earth uh, the whole time, and he gives him, he's got these memories somehow, and alchemy fills him in on who he was and gives him his abilities back as a speedster, and the rival returns. He made that costume pretty quick, actually. Yeah, how, I mean, I'm sure it'll be explained, right? But it it was it was pretty quick that he was like, I, I have memories of another life. And he's like, that's because you were the rival. Do you want to be the rival? And uh, he's like, uh-huh. oh, yeah. 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 And also, somehow he gave him his powers. Somehow he gave him his suit. Somehow, I mean, he, he had mastered it already, apparently. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, he is. Let me slide it. it, let it me, felt, let me, it I, I have these powers. Let me slide over to Hot Topic. Maybe they have one. Let me just put this on. <laughs> I was, uh, it was a little rushed for me. There's a little rush to jump right into, and then he like found him, you know, he like followed the voice or whatever and found him. And he's like, he's like, not surprised really. He's like, I have these memories, you know, not like, Hey, who are you? And why are you calling me here? He's right. like, I got memories of another life. Can you help me? Thanks, dude. Dr. Alchemy, right. Dr. Alchemy's like, 
Yeah, yeah, I totally can. <laughs> I've only been trying to get a hold of you. I mean, with these, yeah. with these, with these mirrors, reflective surfaces. I'm just saying. I think somebody, Uh-oh. I think somebody else is helping out too. Uh oh, he did shoot stuff out of that little thing, which I'm assuming is going to be like the the sorcerer's stone, or right, or uh, yeah, yeah, wh- so whatever their equivalent of it is. At the end, there's a little bad guy team up between the two against Barry. But then there's also, I mean, that alchemy just takes off, I guess. And it's just the rival against Barry. But as he's about to be defeated, Barry, that is, Cisco saves the day with his gauntlets. Saves he does him. save the day. Save. Well, he forgave Barry finally. Right, right. Yeah, after Barry tells the truth to the gang, he, you know, there's a moment when, I don't know who's, uh, Cisco and Barry talk for like a minute. <laughs> and Barry leaves. And uh, Cisco and Caitlin are very close, so they talk too. And uh, he he has a moment to just realize, you know, that he's right. I can't expect him to keep going back in time to fix things. And that oh, but completely glossed over the fact that Jay Garrick shows up and takes Barry mm-hmm. back to 1996. That was the best why part. He can't, why That's he can't the best go back. part of that episode? Yeah, yeah. Back to 1996, where Soul Asylum's Runaway Train is playing, and the Dawson is on the TV in the restaurant. The very Dawson that Jay Garrick played Dawson's dad on. Just throwing that out there. Uh oh. <laughs> what kind of what kind of world is this? Hmm. I thought that was pretty great. A little 90s nod. Uh, but yes, he went and got Barry and told him, "Hey, knock it off. You can't keep doing this. <laughs> you can't keep going mm-hmm. back in time." This is I it. thought it was great. I thought it was great when he's running through the speed force and all of a sudden he just grabs him from the speed force. It's like, oh, what the hell? Who's this guy? And then he stands over him and I'm like, oh, okay. Here we go, Jay. I like yeah. it. Yeah. That was very cool. That yeah. was a very cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, just gave him the some quote unquote fatherly advice and told him, you know, own it. You gotta own up to your mistakes now and learn from them. So he, that's when he came back and told everybody the truth and said he can't go back in time anymore. And, you know, everybody starts to kind of put aside their petty differences rather quickly, including Iris, who right away forgives her father. <laughs> I know, again, a little rushed yeah. in this episode for me. I, and it sucks. So I love The Flash. You guys know that. Everyone knows that. Like, <laughs> all six of our Flash listeners. Stick all day, every day. Doesn't matter. Any time of day. Um, I'm, I'm, it, it's, I, I, the episodes are good. Let me say that. The episodes are good. Um, I've, I've had minor issues with the, this last episode we saw. And really my only issues with the first episode are that I, there were some things that I really wanted to see that didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And that's just me being selfish, right? Sure. I'm not totally digging what I've seen so far. I'm a little disappointed in the writing. Um, I'm a little disappointed that that there is this new timeline. I get it. It makes total sense that you fracture it. The way Jay explained it was great with the cup. Like, you break the mm-hmm. cup and you can find the piece and glue it back together, but there are still fractures in it. You know, those don't go away. Totally makes sense. I get it. But that doesn't mean that I like it just because I accept it. It doesn't Barry, mean I like it. And then Barry did the Back to the Future 2 drawing showing the, the, the time fracture. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the stuff, great like, I didn't Scott. get, like... Like, 
when when Cisco's like, you went back in time and saved your parents, but not my brother. Why didn't Barry say, well, you don't understand. I'm kind of not the same Barry that's been here forever. And the timeline I came from, your brother was alive. So yeah, I, didn't, well, I didn't know, know about what, your brother. I, I think I what know he's... about your brother. I didn't know about your brother. It's about five minutes ago. I think what he's yeah, getting at is now. you won't you won't do it now. Like right now. Do it now. I think is what he's getting at. Well, but that explanation would have been easier to 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 stomach. You know what I mean? Like I knowing the Cisco character, if Barry had said, Look, I'm I, I'm a little bit of a different Barry because I am from a different timeline. The Barry that you knew is still here, but I have different I've had a different life in a way. Um and the in the original timeline I came from, your brother's totally alive. Totally one hundred percent alive. And, and in fact you saved his life by telling Captain Cold my identity. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> you so, did. I mean, that. You screwed it, me, dude. It, I, I'm running into that problem that I've had with other shows before, where because as the audience, we know too much about the characters from the previous seasons, you kind of want to jump in real quick and just resolve all the issues sure. right away. And. And that can be kind of fun, and but for me, it, it was mostly grating. Well, that's... It was kind of annoying to see them go back and forth, the characters arguing, when a simple conversation with Barry explaining everything would have taken care of all of it. That's every show, though, every drama. Like, you look at Alias, and that show would have only lasted two episodes if everybody told the truth. <laughs> like, if everybody had been honest with each what? other, no, no, there would have been no drama whatsoever. True yeah, story. I'm, there is a way to do it. I I totally believe there's a way to do it, and just because they're not taking advantage of it doesn't mean that I'm uh, that I'm upset. But sure. for me, these last two episodes um, have been have been weak, okay. just personally. Right. As much as I love the show, and I'm and I'll probably never stop watching it, and I'm sure it'll pay off in the end. As of right now, just based on these two episodes, I'm not I'm not hashtag you know flashes the is the greatest show on TV right now. Cause it's it, for me, I'm disappointed. Okay. Um, and then the episode ended with, with Caitlin being, well, they all agreed to not want to know what their other life was. Mm-hmm. Know, the, the differences I should say, but yeah, Barry leaves saying, Caitlin, you know, aside from uh, maybe unless you fancy yourself uh, an ophthalmologist, you're, mm-hmm. the, you're the same. And then she, he leaves and she turns her hand up and she's got some frost powers uh oh, spaghettios! <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I so want... I did really like that, though. Yeah, I really like the fact that Barry said when he finally came clean. I really like the fact that he said, "Now that you guys know, you definitely have the right to know how your lives were different in this other timeline." But I'm not going to tell you if you don't want me to tell you. I I thought that was really really good. Mm-hmm. I was super happy with that. Sure. All right, and uh, but they totally gave it away when Barry's like <laughs> Barry makes that comment like you're the only one who's unchanged, and then yeah. leaves. I was like, okay, something's different about her now. Yeah, she's Killer right. Frost or something. Which she's, at least they, she's got like at least they paid that off immediately. Agreed. Yeah, that's agreed. not something you leave as a cliffhanger. Like where she's she she didn't do like a sad look, looking you know, nervously off into the sunset or right. something. <laughs> right. Right. All right, uh, Arrow would be the next show on Wednesday. Uh, I apologize to all you Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans because I didn't watch that this week, and I'm waning on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and may drop it all together. So we'll see. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, I'm two episodes behind, and I really kind of don't care. So I'm behind, too. We'll see. We'll see, though. But I did watch Arrow, and I did not get to watch most of it live because it was storming here, and I have just regular rabbit ears for TV. So uh, I missed part of it. I had to watch it again later. 
I, uh, yeah. So we're training some new kids on Arrow. We got a new pack of trainees, including Mr. Terrific and Wild Dog and uh, the, the soon-to-be Artemis, but she has been the Black Canary, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, imposter for an episode last season. And you have yeah. Oliver and Felicity kind of fighting over how to train them, and Oliver institutes this way of training that he learned from the Bratva, the Russian mafia thing that he was, that they're flashing back to. And, Which is hardcore. Yeah. And their training would involve this bell and you had to go, you had to get past Oliver or you had to get past these, these goons to get to the bell. And his, his point he was trying to teach them is to work together and not alone. And Felicity said, he's being too harsh in the way he's doing it. I thought he's doing just fine. They got to learn the hard way. I mean, this isn't, you're not learning to be a cop. You're learning to be a vigilante on the streets and they face some pretty dangerous people. Uh, So I don't know. I had no problem with what Oliver was doing, but he eventually realized he was doing it the wrong way. He needed them to trust him and they didn't trust him. So they eventually actually walked out on him and said they were done, including Curtis Holt. He didn't want to do it no more. And, uh Oh, but he gets them all back and he does so by revealing that he's actually Oliver Queen. So they all know now. And I mean, Holt, was, Holt already knew, but it came down to a trust factor. Right, That's which I said, which I said, yeah. yeah, they didn't trust him. It wasn't that he didn't right. trust them. It's they have to trust him to train them. Wild Dog is your impulsive re- renegade vigilante. He wants to do things his way. He didn't want to, want to even be there to begin with, uh, but he showed up. So it didn't make much sense, like why he was ready to leave. He's just going to be the, the guy, the rebel kid, I guess, the Jason Todd of the group. Yeah, basically. It sounds to me like there was just a lot of trust issues. Like they didn't really trust Oliver. You know what I mean? That's exactly yep. exactly what it boiled yeah. down to. So then when he revealed it, they all kind of said, he, "Yeah, let's I mean, he re- it. his version of training was beating their ass." Yeah, perfect. And they're like, "Why are we here?" You know. And then he puts them in this scenario, and they the, the one they guy never reacts. Got they never got it. What he was getting at, like right? They didn't get what he was trying. The point he was trying to get across. Um, I don't know. Felicity didn't want a mask because they uh, they weren't they weren't Bratva. They didn't know. Oliver wanted Felicity to wear a mask and hide her identity, and then to have Holt, of course, not know. You know, pretend like he didn't know who Green Arrow was. But at the same time, she says she's not wearing a mask ever. So, hoping to God this means she's not going to become Black Canary. But she's not going to. No, she's I'm not. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. No, it's, she's not. Tom. She. Tom. It's it's pretty much confirmed now. No, I, I'm still going to sit here and doubt it. <laughs> I'm, it's not going to happen. I, I really hope it, it's not going to happen. And then also, it sounds like the real problem right now is that they don't trust Oliver. Well, that, that they kind of wrapped that up in the episode. Um, they all kind of came together, and this is, this is going to happen now. Uh, you did get to see some cool stuff where Thea's kind of undercover in action, because there's this person that Oliver, <laughs> yeah. Oliver as mayor is trying to work with, and... She's doing some some parkour stuff on the roof in her, bis- yeah, her as business attire. Uh, yeah, as much as she doesn't want she doesn't want to be speedy at the same time, but she's looking for information. She was quite speedy. Well, she had to. I, you know, she doesn't want to. She wants to be normal as much as she can, and she's doing that by having this job. And she gets Quentin Lance the job. He's drinking again, so she gets him the job of deputy mayor in hopes that 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 was a great great explanation as to why. Well, to give him something to do, give him some purpose. Yes. Um, so. So is he? He's not a cop anymore. I haven't seen this new episode. I only saw the first episode. He's not a cop anymore. He's back to drinking because his daughter, his daughter died, and his um, relationship ended. And yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't work out with his ex-wife and uh, his other daughter's off doing stuff in time. Right? He knows right. about that. Yeah, right? he knows, he knows, knows yeah, he knows okay. Sarah's Sarah's rumbling around in time, yeah. Okay. So so he's deputy mayor now, and that's as, he is hoping that that will give him some purpose. Right. Give yes. him some, yeah, yeah, give him a little bit of hope and some stuff. Because he she put him in charge of the security detail for this event, and it just went to hell. Because, and this is the only redeeming part of the episode for me, Ragman showed up. And Ragman? Dude, he looked awesome. Like he it was had great. It, it was very spawn like the way he was fighting with his rags flying out like spawn's cape and chains and stuff. It was awesome. He looked awesome. And you know, you look at him really? first, if you had no idea who Ragman was, you're like, this guy's a bad guy. You look at him, he's terrifying because he kills this one dude. Um, and then he shows up and he attacks Oliver and everybody there because of who Oliver was working with and he didn't realize it mm-hmm. yet. But at the end, he gives up his his chance at revenge against this person, uh, who's actually the dude from uh Walking Dead. He is about to kill Oliver <laughs> with this arrow, mm-hmm. and Ragman saves him, giving up his chance for re- revenge against this woman who killed his father. <clears throat> so, huh. and then they have a little meeting. Well, he's he's an antihero in the comics, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he's not a bad, um, he's not necessarily a bad guy, right? Hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't know if I missed it, but I don't remember seeing him get cast. So that was kind of a cool surprise to me uh, to see Ragman. That is show. pretty cool. And it yeah, looks- I read. I read. I read he was going to show up in this season. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it was this early, but does right. he have? Uh, does he still do the thing where he's got like um, the souls? Yep. Uh, well, they haven't touched on it yet, but he he mentioned something about souls uh, at one point. Okay. Fighting so it. does he ha- does he have like mystical powers or? Oh yeah, like, uh, the the regs or his clothes are flying around pretty mystically. Okay. And he he talks. Right. He talks about them being around for so long, and the the reason he wears them is his dad told him to wear them right. when the nuke the nuke was dropped on their hometown. He said the this suit it the rags will save you. Yeah. Okay. So dark- have they touched on have they touched on his uh, Judaism yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. They, I, right. think they have that's, I, I think, think they have. I think that's will. very. I think that's very cool that they're bringing him on board. He's an yeah. interesting character, and um, I I mean I'm not Jewish, but I I, I like the fact that they're going to have a Jewish superhero. Yeah, it should be cool. I'm a big I, fan of that. And but got, also, how's the rest of the team going to trust Oliver is really the, the problem that the we're big, running into. You know what I mean? The, the big step is revealing that he's Oliver Queen, that Green right. Arrow is Oliver Queen. That's the big step that they needed, and we'll kind of go from there, I think. Uh, we'll kind of see where they go from there. Um, mm-hmm. But also – Because well, originally they thought Green Arrow was just a badass trying to fight crime, and – they're they're going through this training and he just keeps whipping their ass every time they're going for the bell, going for the bell, getting their ass whipped. And it, as Felicity tells him, you know, going through, they have to trust you. And that it, when he reveals himself, they kind of realize, okay, this guy is fighting for the city too. So now we get why the person underneath the mask is more important. Than oh, the exactly. The person that's okay, doing it. And, yeah, he's the mayor, and he's the Green Arrow. So, oh, well, now, now, okay, I can see it. I believe in him now. Okay, and all right. well, you, you know see. what? It sounds like really the problem was trust. <laughs> why, exactly. do you, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> uh, they keep hitting home, just like you're doing that. The the, the Laurel Lance message of it all. Uh, Always. Oh, she's uh, still dead. They, never, they like never again. Never again will Oliver let this happen. So. 
Oh my god. Uh, they're also showing Diggle, who's in the army, and he's on a covert operation, but he gets ambushed by his superiors, who's trying to sell this nuclear trigger, and he's going to frame Diggle for it. So there's a, a quick Diggle storyline. That, yeah, that's that crazy. Acts, that acts very much like a like a flashback, almost, but Diggle's in the army again, so that's all you need to know. I don't know if it's a flashback or no, it's it was not. real time. It's, it's, it seemed no, real time. No, no, no. no. It's, it's not a flashback, Tom. I said it acts as a flashback scene. That's so instead just, of doing that's the, what I just so said, instead dude. of doing flashbacks, they're doing Diggle story. Well, they did they did both in this episode. Oh, okay, all right, all yeah, right. Because they flash back so it was, to it the was, it was the B story. Yeah, then. yeah, because they, yeah. they would okay. simultaneously flash back to the Broadva training thing where it's Oliver and these other dudes, and it ends mm-hmm. up where Oliver finally says, "We got to work together." And this dude takes his shirt off. He's like, "Let's do it!" And they they do it. And Oliver is the one that makes it to the bell, and they immediately shoot the team aside from Oliver. So, whoops, that's on your head, Oliver. You let those guys die. <laughs> Uh-oh. It was your Uh-oh. idea Your idea to work together, and they all died because they weren't the ones that reached out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the whoops. problem there is that they trusted him too much. There you go. Yeah. Oh, 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 we should mention, too, that Church is the name of the guy that's played by Chad Coleman from Walking Dead. He gets attacked at the end of the episode by an archer who shoots him in the shoulder, and he wasn't expecting that. It's the same archer that we have no idea who it is from the first episode, and he reveals his name to be Prometheus. Uh, I don't like that. Prometheus? Prometheus, yes. Guess, oh, guess. I don't. So now they're stealing from Blue Beetle's bad guys? <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Prometheus? Really? Yeah. I don't know how not, much not they're going to take uh, from that, you know, uh, how, how far they're going to go with that. Because uh, he's, he's an archer, and I don't... He's an archer. That's not... That's not really Prometheus. Like, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where they go. Whatever. Whatever. Arrow. Whatever. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. Jimmy Olsen's going to be Guardian, so I guess we can't judge. Too <laughs> all much. things. All things possible in the Arrowverse. <laughs> if we're going to accept Jimmy Olsen as Guardian, we have to accept Prometheus as an Archer. Right. Right. All right. We got to move along. This is quickly becoming the DC TV wrap-up show. Uh, oh, okay. So I won't talk much because it just happened, and I don't want to reveal spoilers. Legends of Tomorrow debuted tonight, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was fun mm. to see Albert Einstein wearing Oliver's flashback wig. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> his, wig, his wig is terrible. Uh, I think it's hilarious that they've made Sarah the quote-unquote ladies' man of this show. Like, she's hooking up with women everywhere. <laughs> and every she's time. It's awesome. I thought it was hilarious. I'm tuning it in, then. Yeah, you are. Uh, but no, it was it was alright. It, it was okay. It was a good start. They, 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 they had Oliver be one of the main characters for this episode because... This dude is looking for help because he finds the the way they started this season was pretty interesting. Because for all they know, the, the legends have died at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Um, they have to go back to 1942 to try to save them. And then you realize that they're all, and then at one point they're all scattered across time. It's crazy. I thought it was fun. It was a lot to do in one hour, though. I'll say that much. So, quick question as it relates to the entire. Arrowverse. Yeah. Um, why is it the Legends of Tomorrow can go back in time and and fix things that have been changed without any negative consequences? Well, that's flash. The thing. They're they're not changing things. They're trying to fix. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think yeah, they're, they're fixing things that were broken. So if things were broken and you go back and fix it, according to Jake Garrick, <laughs> you still have that problem. That's a speed, that's like, a that's a speed force <laughs> problem. These guys are time travelers. Yeah, calm yeah. down. Flash I don't think that's not a speed force, but it's a time thing. That's how he described it. He right, said but he's time. He, he's got to do it within the speed force. They have a time machine. It's completely separate. Yeah, 
It's different. Mm. Detach yourself. Well, first of all, that's not how the Speed Force works in the 352 comics. You got to stop because this ain't the comics, son. Wally West can traverse the Speed Force without negative consequences. Johnny. uh, Johnny. If he's very careful. Johnny. this, this ain't I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It has happened. The same. It's inconsistent. That's the only thing I'm going to say. It's a little bit of an inconsistency. How and come things can be changed in time and then fixed, right? Something happens and then they patch it in Legends of Tomorrow and everything's fine, but Flash can't do it. It's it something, doesn't, it's doesn't something, make sense. It's something they've been doing forever when you had the Time Masters. So it's something that mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to address. I have a feeling. I hope they address it. I, and you know what? I hope that by the end, by at some point during the Flash season, I hope Barry winds up meeting the Legends of Tomorrow and they help in fixing the timeline. Because I kind of <laughs> don't like this will. timeline where Cisco's brother is dead. I like this timeline. I hope this is the dark time timeline and this is the way it stays. No. I missed my old timeline. <laughs> it wasn't yours to begin I, with. I don't. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so right. what were the what, what were the trust levels like with the team and Legends? All right, we're, we're not doing this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Marvel TV news. This will be rather quick. Uh, quick. Uh, the, the first Iron Fist trailer debuted uh, last week right after the geek out, so we didn't really get to talk about it because it happened at NYCC, and it looks awesome. Uh, they have a nice little title screen that flashes in between the fighting, and it says, The Final Defender Arrives. And it Ooh. looks looks super actiony, if that's a word. Uh, if not, I just made it a word. And it looks like he's going to get his own hallway fight scene too, because they all need one. Oh yeah. So uh, it looks yeah. looks cool. I, I'm actually more excited for this than I was Luke Cage because uh, I don't know why. I you know I don't know, I don't know a lot about Iron Fist either. But this trailer mm-hmm. made me stoked, and maybe it's the action. Maybe knowing how much action is going to be in the show because it's all martial arts and stuff like that. So. Maybe that, mm-hmm. maybe that's what I'm what I'm into. I don't know. Um, his Iron Fist looks super cool. Yeah, and he's got the tattoo on his chest. It looks great. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, the the effects they use to make the Iron Fist look look awesome. So March seventeenth. I like that. I like that it starts glowing inside his hand first. Yeah, like the it, it you kind of like see the bones and stuff through his hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is a really kind of cool like, kind of like the Ghost Rider doing. thing. Oh, with the fire coming through the cracks of yeah. the skull, right? Right. In, in Agents of Shield, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's its own little take on it. That's not exactly like the comics, but it works for live action. Yeah, yeah. So March seventeenth, we have to wait for that. Also announced was that the Defenders villain will be played by Sigourney Weaver. So what? Where's JD? Damn, JD should be on here for that. JD is no longer with Atomic Kingdom, Tom. Well, he loves. All right, never mind. Uh, <laughs> move on. Move on. Uh, he's welcome back anytime, but he's too busy. So he, that, that's all we're saying. Well, he's on an extended hiatus. Right? He loves Corny Weaver. That's, that's why right. I said it. He's on a school hiatus. He's getting that education. All right. Uh, other news. Jermaine Clement of the the famous, the very famous. Uh, does anybody know who he's where he's Flight from? of the Conqueror. Oh, good. Finally, somebody else. And, somebody and else. what was what was the, the what vampire do, movie? What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Loved him. And 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 Men in Black Three. And Men in Black Three was great. In Men in Black Three. And was it uh, Eagle and Shark? Yeah, Shark and the Eagle. That the one. Eagle yeah, versus he Shark. Yeah. yeah, he's great in everything. He's awesome. He's great. But he's been cast for a multi-episode arc in FX uh, FX's Legion. Legion. So that'll be cool. And they've confirmed that they're going to tie the character to Professor X in the show. So 
They had previously said they might not. There you go. So now they're even even though they said this takes place in the same universe, but we're not really going to tie it into it. They're going to tie it into it. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. Moving on to the film world, DCEU. Uh, we did talk a little bit about the Justice League wrapping in London, but then the Snyder himself put out a little video to show uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Pretty much all of the behind-the-scenes footage of the trailer that they, we've seen already, the, that, that teaser that we got. So it's behind-the-scenes footage of all of that. But some things that you might have caught in there. Um, Superman is in the footage in his normal blue and red, not the black suit. So, Aww. you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, looks like there's some possible Amazons in the footage. There's this big thing in a green screen that drops on two very big ladies. And it looks like maybe that's part of the scene where they find the mother box. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, lots of there. Didn't they say that there's a mother box in Themyscira? Yep. 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 That's kind of what I'm tying. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm tying it. Yeah. yeah. That would make sense then. In just my theories. I don't know where else they'd fit in, but that makes sense to me. Uh, some cool shots of Wonder Woman doing some very dramatic action-y stuff. I, I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I just, she looks great in that costume. It just works. Um, there's shots of dudes in green suits. Maybe, you know, like green screen suits. Maybe those are going to be trans, trans The Chitari. Uh, no, I was thinking Parademons, the DC version of the Chitari. Hmm. Okay. And, and that closes out with uh, a shot of people at the GCU, you know, the University of Gotham City, and uh, that's part of Cyborg's origin story. So I think we're going to get to see Cyborg's origin story more in depth in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some Wonder Woman notes. Producer Deborah Snyder of the Zack and Deborah Snyder says Wonder Woman is very different in tone. You and mean the same Deborah Snyder that criticized anyone who criticized? Batman v Superman? I guess. I don't remember that, but yeah, probably. Oh, she was a dick. <laughs> she was a dick about it. She attacked anyone who said that the movie wasn't her her, her argument was along the lines of um we it's it's uh it's uh th- these characters have existed in comics for years, but we know better approach. We're smarter. We're smarter about these characters. Anyway, go on. Deborah Snyder's a dumb person. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh she said about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a very different tone. I'm oh, sorry. Wonder Woman is very different in tone and style than BBS and Suicide Squad. We pick directors who have their own points of view so that each of our films will have their own personality. Director Patty Jenkins says, uh, and she's referring to the very original Superman film starring Christopher Reeve. Superman was all about you. It was about you watching and realizing what it would feel like to have great powers and do great things. It was full of love and emotion. And she's comparing that to the Wonder Woman movie that they're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson says, There's a misconception that DC or Warner Brothers has made a conscious decision for all of our movies to be darker or edgier. That's not the case. Fans of the DC Universe know that the, there are characters like Batman who are darker, but there are others like Wonder Woman who are hopeful, optimistic leaders, and the tone of this film represents that. Patty brought a beauty and sense of lightness and humor and a little romance to it. It's a very aspirational movie. Uh, clearly, by these comments, Diane, you know nothing about Batman. <laughs> and who is she? Who is she in relation? She, she's to the this D- DC universe? DC Entertainment president. Okay, and and Warner Brothers has been saying for years that 
that their DC movies are going to be a little more grounded in reality and therefore they're going to be a little more gritty and darker. They've said that exactly. But now she's saying, oh, people who say that are crazy. I hate Warner Brothers. I don't know if you guys know that. I hate Warner Brothers and DC I'm together. It. I'm feeling it. Really hope Jeff Johns changes it. But Deborah Snyder has nothing to do with it. This other Diane woman has nothing to do with it. Ugh. All right, one last thing. DC Comics' Jim Lee said, Patty has really taken a very inclusive approach and tried to weave a lot of these desperate, disparate elements into one cohesive whole. Fans who have been reading Wonder Woman for decades will be really blown away by how the film synthesizes the origins and brings her into the modern era. So, Jim Lee, the only one of note besides the director that I can look to for information about this movie and trust. If Jim Lee's feeling comfortable about it, I'll, I'll feel comfortable about it. <laughs> yeah, as one of he, my... He knows the characters pretty well, fairly well. all-time favorite artists, so I trust him. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? What else? Oh, the last bit of news, which came out, I think, yesterday or maybe this morning. It, the first... No, it was, was earlier this week. The first shot of Amber Heard as Mira for Justice oh, League. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom, you saw this picture, yes? Yes. Okay, good. Because it's amazing. She looks incredible. Uh, now, his his filter he likes to use when he posts pictures on Instagram or whatever <laughs> Zack Snyder's filter is for all of his photos is definitely overlaid on this picture, but there is a brighter version of it, and you can really see the details of the suit. Uh, she looks incredible. Like, I, I want to be Aquaman just to marry her. And <laughs> uh, the way they're making Aquaman be just incredibly badass in this trailer and I can't wait to see what she does as his wife and using the magical forces, you know, of the water that she does so well. Uh, I'm stoked for Aquaman. I didn't ever think I was going to say that. Even after Jeff Johns' run on Aquaman, I still didn't think I would care about an Aquaman film. Oh. I can't wait for the cinematic version of Aquaman. She does look great. I agree with you about the filter. It's, it's overdone. It takes away from the story for me. Right, but, or it takes away from the image, but yeah. I agree with you. Mira looks amazing. Like, you can't even tell she has red hair. It looks like it's brown. <laughs> like, change your filter, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, want... the, it looks like she's the only one that's kind of got color and everything else is in gray. <laughs> right. There's a little green under, in her armor, and that's yeah, about it. Yeah, a tiny it's... bit of green and a tiny bit of red in her hair, and then gray for everything else. Right, right. Uh Whatever. I don't know, Tom. How would you feel about the costume? I know you're. I know she's I'm, she's a chicken. She's hot. I'm a big fan. Right. I mean, Amber Heard. Amber Heard could wear like multicolored robes and in, in the water, and she'd still be hot. I don't care. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on uh, to Marvel movie news. I don't know if we talked about it last week or not, but we're gonna talk about it briefly. Wolverine three has now been titled just simply Logan. Logan. There you go. And that's it. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't probably they can't do. I don't think they, they would. They would go. They wouldn't go. I've known it since San Diego Comic Con last year when they made the the hint that it might be Old Man Logan. They're not going to call the movie Old Man Logan. No, they're not. And it's going to be inspired by it, but it can't be Old Man Logan because if it could, you would have all of my money for a week. I would be <laughs> I would be in that theater every day <laughs> watching. If watching, they could do a legit Old Man Logan story, that would be awesome. With Hawkeye and Spider Man, all of it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Spider-Man and Old Man Logan? I don't remember. But uh, His daughter was. Daughter, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Red Skull was in it. Hulk was in it. Yeah. 
just everything was just fantastic in that book. I gotta, I still gotta buy that trade. Anyway, Giant Man Skeleton was in it. Oh yeah, which there's a scene in the new Rogue One trailer that made me think of that scene or that panel. Mm. Um, but we'll get, oh. we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, uh, this this is this is just for Johnny. I, I found this bit of news. Oh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh huh. Had some comments about Ant Man and the Wasp. She sure did. Oh, you saw it already. Bummer. Of course. But that's right. For you people that may have not had, <laughs> may not have seen it or heard it, this is her quote. Right now, an initial script has been created, but it has not been approved by the higher powers that be, by the Feige's, she calls it. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I have talked to Peyton Reed, the director and screenwriter too, about where they're headed and what they want to focus on. I'm excited because it's essentially going to be the origin of the Wasp. We're going to see the Wasp for the first time, take on the mantle, put on the suit, and fly about and do her thing. Following that, there's an Avengers series coming out that's a two-parter, and the Wasp won't be in the first part. She'll be in the second part because they really want to preserve that reveal for Ant-Man and the Wasp so they can give it its due time, and that makes all the sense in the world. I agree with that completely, and I'm just as excited, like, for... Well, no, 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 hold on. I don't mean just as excited. I'm even more excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, the Wasp and, and Ant-Man are, are two really cool characters from the comics. Um, How do you feel that and, about this change, though? Because it's it's not Janet. Yeah. Marvel, I trust Marvel. Yeah. Marvel has never really let me down. They did a great job with what Maybe they did a couple the, times. Yeah, with the first Ant-Man movie, they did a great, a great job of not really doing Hank yeah. Pym's story, but yeah, doing Scott's. Yeah, you, you get a little more leeway, I think, when you don't use exactly the same characters from the comics. Um, Hope Van Dyne, as far as I know, that character doesn't really exist in the comics. Maybe now she does, but I'm not super familiar with that character from the comics. I know that he had a daughter at one point, but I don't know that it was exactly Hope Van Dyne, and I don't really know anything about her story. Right. Um, the, the, but the, the, the uh, I'm on board. Yeah, the character picking up a mantle from their father is more of Scott's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I just looked it up. Hope Hope Pym is the one from the comics, and uh, she she went by the Red Queen. Oh, was her name? Sounds bad. Um, but I'm totally okay with uh, with her becoming the new Wasp. I like the fact that her mom was the Wasp, but now she's taking on that mantle, just kind of like Scott's <laughs> taking has taken on the Ant Man mantle from from Hank. Do you feel uh, and? Do you feel like uh, the the mom might be found at some point? I think that that will play into this upcoming story a little bit. Um, I I definitely believe at some point Janet Van Dyne will will return. Yeah, uh, I could see Ant Man being one of those series that gets you know a third, maybe even a fourth one. Um, but I definitely think it'll get a third one at least. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think I think I think it has to. And plus, yeah. um, why not? Um, I think three movies is enough time to do the, you know, the, <laughs> the ant, passing the mantles, finding the mom, having an adventure. Hank dying. I think one of them, Hank will die. Oh, no. Yeah. I You know what would be really cool is if you kind of find out that Hank was one of the original creators of the Ultron that'd program. Because be you remember in the movie, he made a comment about about I don't think he created Ultron, did he? No. Or did, didn't he like find it and like expand upon it? Wait, in the comics or the movie? I I can't remember now. In the movie, did he create the Ultron program or did he like 
did he uh, like find the blueprints for it and start working on it? I don't think Hank had anything to do with it. No, yeah. I was talking about Tony. I was saying oh. Tony. Did, did, was Tony oh. was Tony the only creator of Tony. it? And I apologize, I didn't say that. Sorry. Or did Tony he, and Bruce. did he like find blueprints? Tony and Bruce did it. Right. So together. they created it together. Right. So it's not like they found blueprints and went from there. No, no. Uh, okay. I might have All to. Right. You know, I could be wrong, uh, but I don't remember that. I, I was kinda, I, I, I was keying on it too because I wanted I wanted any connection I could find with old Hank. Yeah. I, I thought that would have been really cool to be like, hey, we found this program and we've been expanding on it. And then you could find out later that Hank was the original creator of that program. Right. I so think, in a way, maybe he feels res- as responsible for Ultron as Tony sure, does. Sure, I think they wanted it all on Tony, though. I think they, yeah. they made that conscious decision early on. I get why. Yeah. I get why. Yeah. All right. Uh, two more things and we're out of here. Uh, we're, 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 we're clocking out for the night. Uh, Power Rangers, new trailer. Loved it. First trailer. Loved it. What what struck me, and it made sense because uh, Max Landis had a lot to do with the script. This film, this trailer looked a lot like Chronicle. Uh, like the, yeah, it the, did. the aesthetic mm-hmm. of it, um, mm-hmm. it, it felt a lot like that. It also kind of felt Twilightish at the beginning, but that's okay because it's not going to be anything like Twilight. Tom, um, why why are you hating? Because uh, I hate that movie. It's a terrible movie. But oh. but. Anyway, back to Power Rangers. Looks like uh, they're putting a big emphasis on these kids being outcasts, which is cool, uh, mm-hmm. which is okay. They should be. Uh, they were bullies in the TV show. It looks like at least one of the bullies is back uh, for for the movie. And it looks like there's girl bullies, too, uh, picking on, I think, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they got a little breakfast club situation going on that they're all involved with on Saturdays, uh, which is kind of cool. And my You can't go wrong with that. That's, that's very true. Uh, my favorite... My favorite moment, of course, is when Rita's floating above, I think, Kimberly, and she says, I've killed rangers before. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I'm stoked for this movie, and I I shouldn't be, but I am. I love the I ending, actually... how they're all, like, you know, like, the, the, the powers, like, floating around all of them, and they're all, like, standing there with their arms out, and then slowly the Red Ranger's uniform starts appearing over his body, and they and you don't get the full look at it. And then it ends. You know what I mean? You get yeah. half the outfit on him, and then boom, it's over. I thought that was really cool. It's actually funny. I, t- I, had, I was watching the preview. I've watched it three times. And I watched it one of the last times tonight. And I looked over at my son. I was like, I am very excited for this Power Ranger movie. And he's <laughs> like, for real? Power Ranger? I'm like, yes, it looks awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. It looks cool, man. I'm into it. Like, I, I dig it. And plus, I mean, it's not as cool as the, the the little leaked one before, but no, the not the leaked one. That's the, fan, oh, the fan made one. The fan made one would would have been awesome. I'm uh, telling you, it would never have happened. It's too. It's. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm all for a more mature yeah. Power Rangers, but that's that's too mature. That's too far yeah. extreme. Yeah. I want to be able to take my kid to see this movie. Let me say that. Just like all the Marvel movies, I now want to could, be able to take my kid to see them. They, they could make a Venom movie like that Venom short that that same guy did. That was cool, too. Mm-hmm. So. But this, I'm excited. Yeah, it looks great. I'm, 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 I'm stoked for it. Uh, also, I've been excited for this since it was first announced. I, I cannot wait to see this movie. I, I had a lot of hesitation, a lot of hesitation, and then they cast uh, Elizabeth Banks as as Rita, and I was in, just all in, because <laughs> they sent. Then they put out that picture of her in the costume. Sold. You've got my ticket money. 
And then Brian Cranston and <laughs> and then uh, Bill Hader. Bill it's Hader Alpha is Five. Alpha Five. Like, dude, I'm in. Uh, it's enough. Man, you can stop. I, I kind of hate to say this. The suits are growing on me a little bit. Yeah. A little. I still wish that there was maybe a little more, a little more color in them that wasn't their primary color. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe a little more white, um, or mix it up a little bit. You know, throw some more gray in there or something. But I, I'm I'm digging the helmets especially look really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other trailer it was a big trailer week. Uh, of course, New York Comic Con was this week. So, but this one came out today. Uh, Rogue One. New trailer, new poster. Guys, this movie looks beautiful. Uh, wow. It, it looks incredible. And I uh, I want it to come out now. It's three months away, less than three months <laughs> away, and I need it in my life right now. I, I'm stoked for this. Hey, hey, it's my word, man. I just overused oh, it. Yeah. I overused it. It's his word. <laughs> I just overused it. Find your own word to overuse. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, man, it looks it looks real cool. We finally got to see um, Mads Mikkelsen as 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 the as the dad the daddy figure. And we heard him speak. He gave a little voiceover right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. This is my theory. My theory. And then I heard it on Nerdist today. Of course, they steal my theory. But I feel like they're gonna close up that big pot, plot hole for a lot of Star Wars fans of the the conveniently uh, left open destruct button on the Death Star. You know, there's this one thing that you can just shoot into and it'll destroy the whole Death Star. You know, that whole chestnut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's intentional. I think Mad's character does that on purpose because he's being held against his will to help them do something on the Death Star. Because the Death Star is already constructed. He's he's being taken to do something on the Death Star. Because we, we know it's already under construction as of the third movie as if uh, Return of the, of the Sith or whatever, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's already under construction. We're seeing it pretty much done in the movie. And then when he's, when he's, when she's a child and he's being taken away from her, I feel like it's almost done. And maybe he's got something to do with the weapon itself or who knows. But I can buy into that. I think, I think he's engineering. He's the, the reason why there is this little loophole that they have this window to shoot into. It's my guess, and again, I heard it on Nerdist, so you can say I'm stealing theirs. That's fine if you want to, but I, that's what I thought about. No, I, when I, I saw I, it. I can buy into that totally. Yeah, that's it's a a solid theory, and it would it would shut a lot of people up because that's never bothered me. That I mean that little plot hole that never really bothered me. Now, what bothers me is them doing it three more times <laughs> or two more times. The same idea, uh, making a Death Star. Oh, the shooting <laughs> shooting of the hole, shooting well, the no, thing ma- in the hole, or building the Death. Building star. a Death Star, like that seems okay. a bit repetitive. Right. Empire, let's get a little creative here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on now. But what's cool is it seems like they're going to this Jedi planet where you see the big gigantic statue of the Jedi smashed on the ground. Yeah, you know, pay attention. It looks fantastic. Seeing the Death Star like rising in orbit, awesome. Like over the skyline, like it's moving. It's so mm-hmm. cool, and uh, just the visuals of it were great. I, I can't wait to see this movie. It, it just looks it looks a lot of fun. I know I know Johnny was having some fun with it on Facebook, calling it a Star Trek movie, and that's okay. <laughs> <sighs> I don't. That doesn't sound familiar. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Pal number two did it. We'll blame it on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, you know, I'm at a ten for that movie. I'm today. I've reached a ten for Doctor Strange because the tickets went on sale, so I'm ready for that one to be out. 
Oh man, I, it's it's that time of year where these movies got to come out. It's been a while since I've been excited for a movie to go to the theater for, and I got Doctor Strange, and I got there's a few others that I want to see, but the top of my list right now to end out the year, Doctor Strange and Star Wars. So yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's real big that I'm super excited for. I mean, I, I kind of want to see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to somehow find a way to become an actor and be a star character in one of these five movies that they're going to make on this franchise. Oh, they're trying to make it the new Harry Potter. I didn't even know that they had plans for five. I assumed I think, the sequel at least, but they're talking about five. I think J.K. Rowling said it's a five-movie franchise. Wow. For Fantastic Beasts. Well, I'm on board with it, especially since I haven't read any books on this particular storyline that they're yeah, doing. It's, it's a little fresh, you know, and, and anything that gets... Uh, or any of them, in my case. You haven't read any Harry Potter books because no. you hate reading. <laughs> no, no, that's not the case. Because you don't know how to read. Oh, no, that's not the case. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because you don't have the time to read. That's a good one. No. Because you think the... you think only yeah, heathens you. read Harry Potter. Heathens. Heathens. That's it. That's going to be it. No, that's oh. not the case. Oh, my you God. You away all your copies in the book burning. Well, you're like, you're you... like 0, for, 0 for 9 right there. Maybe, I, maybe well, there could us. be no other reason. Yeah, maybe. I just, just have – I've <laughs> never had interest. That's what it is. Oh, well. It's kind of, kind of a letdown now. No, um, why I'm, is look, it let- I'm also looking forward to Passengers, that movie, and oh yeah, the other Arrival. One, Arrival is the other big one I want to see so badly. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that movie. That looks super good. Tom, what are you excited for? Uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Bad Santa Two. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed would be cool too because I'm a big Fastbender fan. So, and I hope it's good. I hope it's really good. And then going to 17, I want to see you guys can laugh all you want. John Wick two. I that is exactly the one I was going to say, Tom. I'm with you. If you haven't watched John, if you haven't watched John Wick, you're missing out because this guy that, that movie was to me. I went into it watching it, no expectations, and I was blown away by it. You, you got you gotta mm-hmm. go in with zero expectations because nobody really knew what it, what to expect. So zero expectations. Oh, I had, so I had no interest in it until um, I kind of I kind of heard some good things, and then I just I was planning to uh, watch a movie with uh, with a friend of mine, and we didn't know what one, and we oh. said, "Oh, John Wick got some good reviews. Let's check it out." And both both of us couldn't believe how good it was. Tom, did you Ooh, hear? Love. Did you hear that, Tom? Johnny just admitted he has friends outside of us. He has friends outside of us. Oh, no, I meant my cats. Oh, okay. My cats oh. and I wanted to watch okay. a movie. I'll believe that, even though it's clearly, clearly a lie. All right, that's our show this week. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, other than I – mean, we knew we had Randy, but Well, that's geez. what I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's our show this week. Johnny, you host a podcast. Yeah. Please tell all the good folks about it. Uh, well, we host uh, – my buddy Randy and I, we do Just Two Pals, and we talk about all different kinds of geeky stuff. Um and uh, our last episode, we were uh, geeking out about The Flash, kind of The Flash in comics. There's a lot to it, and we droned on for like two hours, and I got way too excited. You sure did. Going off on way too many tangents. <laughs> you sure did. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, there was one time in particular when I, when uh, apparently Randy had put himself on mute and uh, didn't realize he was on mute still. Oh, he so I was talking to him. I was telling him the story. 
I was telling him this story about something that happened and I never heard a response from him. So I just kept going because he never said, "Uh uh-huh, okay, buddy, I get it. So I just kept going. I swear it was like three minutes straight of me just telling this story. And then then finally he pops back on and goes, yeah, 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 good, good. So (laughs) I love it. That's kind of a dick move. Um, I love it. All right. But yeah, we're we're uh we're on Atomic Geekdom thanks to the the wonderfully fantastic uh Dave Clark. That guy's my a, my good that, friend. That guy's a dick. Pal number 3 as oh. we call him. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> honorary. What an, what, what an honor. Wow, I He got pro- he got promoted. I'm astounded. Actually, if if we ever make t-shirts for just two pals, I think we should put honorary pal number 3 on the back of all of them. It's a great idea. So that people think they're special until they run into another person with the honorary pal number <laughs> no, 3. No, when did you buy your shirt? I bought it this day. Ah, see, I'm the first one. I bought yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? We should date them too. <laughs> yeah. We should date <laughs> production. Um, and we're also on uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play and Satchel Player and uh, we're on Twitter at Just2Pals and I'm on Twitter at Johnny Wellens and I'm pretty sure we're going to have an episode or two coming up where we're going to do some pal arounds and finally work on more of those rogue uh, pal arounds we've been talking about doing. So Cool. I like it. That's that's it. Tom, Tom, you you do a podcast yourself, don't you? I, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me get my buddy in here real quick. Uh, uh, there's this little podcast that we like to do. It's about wrestling. It's about wrestling. Everybody, well, hi, I'm Tommy. Nice to meet you, Tommy. Oh, hey, Tommy. Tommy. Ringside, ringside geeks this is, is this. what my friends my <laughs> friends like to do. It's 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 Tom. It's Dave, and it's Monroe. Talk some wrestling, and they they did a pretty good job about it. They're doing it's it's fun. It's a good fun little time. Yeah, ringside gigs. I like it. So if if you if you like wrestling, bring bring your friends over. It's gonna be fun. There you go, oh, Tommy. You are a delight. <laughs> give me the give me the damn thing back. Oh, no, Tommy, I wanted to talk to Tommy more. Tommy, right, the, uh, Tommy the smart Mark. I had to get Tommy Smart Mark out of there. I mean, is he, he tries is to steal he your show. spokesperson for he was, trying, he, was to, he was trying to steal my show right there. No, he's not, he our, not really the spokesperson. He just he somehow he gets into Tom's house, steals the microphone from him. He chimes in. He chimes in every once in a while. Jay, shh, 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 shh. Sit down. Sit down. He's still going, man. He, yeah, he's wow. over in the corner. He's a bit of a motor mouth. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, Tommy mentioned it. Uh, Ringside Geeks, yes. Me, Dave, and Monroe. I think it's a blockbuster. I think it's a great. Sure is. Sure is. It's a slobber knocker. Oh, there it is. Whoa. They're on, they're on Twitter at Ringside Geeks if you want to follow some shenanigans there. Uh, some live tweeting during Raws and Smackdowns and all that good stuff. Uh, you can Dummy. also. Dummy. <laughs> you can also find the Two Broke Geeks podcast on our website. Uh, they did a. <laughs> Matt does a fantastic audible commercial in the voice of like Vincent Price. He's got sound effects. It's incredible. Go listen to the most recent episode of Two Broke Geeks and listen to that ad. It's probably and I, and I apologize, Johnny, but it is probably the best audible ad from any podcast I've ever heard. Oh, snap. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so. Oh, Johnny, you better step your game up. Oh, that's that. I believe him. I, I totally believe him. He's I, got every right to say that. It's fantastic. He's always said ours are crap, so <laughs> well, I'm not surprised that wow. he finds he finds ones that are better. 
Well, I didn't have to find it. It just came to me. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> thanks. So they changed it? They don't do the same one where he he does the, I'm Matt from Audible.com. Uh, he changed it for, for October, I think. Oh, okay. I like the other one, actually. It, yeah, that's and, a good one, too. That was a good, that I was mean, a pretty spot-on Matt, too. <laughs> I did it during the other that show, was. and, and that one, was of the, nice. one of the guys tweeted out and said, hey, he does a pretty good impression of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> that, uh, that, so I, I skip usually ads for uh, yeah. podcasts, because if I, you know, if you listen to a podcast enough, you know about them, right? right. So you don't have to... Um, but theirs I always listen to. Like, I don't skip forward in the beginning because I love Matt's little audible thing. Well, I love the, the way he talks. Hi, I'm Matt from audible.com. Yeah. If you like to read a book. Oh, it's so <laughs> Paul, good. It's great Paul, F, Paul F. Tompkins, the stand-up comedian, he does a podcast called Spontanea Nation, which is a fantastic little improv podcast that I love so much. And he does those commercials, the same commercials, but he does them as characters. So they're different every time. And oh, that's you cool. You can't not you can't skip them. Like I'm, I'm I get so frustrated because I'm like I don't care about Blue Apron. I don't care, and I want to skip <laughs> it. But he's doing a character, and it's amazing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's smart. It's a good way to do it. But all right, thanks for listening to the Topic of the Podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, please. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. If you liked what you heard, please give us a review on the iTunes. Uh, you know, rate and review, please. It gives. It only takes a minute. Uh, or two, and it really helps us gain listeners and grow the conversations that we have each week. All that good stuff. You can find our show along with the Two Broke Geeks, Johnny's Just Two Pals show, and Ringside Geeks on AtomicGeekdom.com. Thank you again, and we will see y'all later. 